I can yeah. see where you're confused because you looked like he was probably. Bro, I. Okay, first off, don't say I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> okay. If anyone was confused, it was you because you oh. actually thought I was kidding. You're 100% confused because you're wearing sunglasses inside. I wear my sunglasses. All right. So, story time. Hey. I don't operate off what y'all think I'm supposed to be doing. No, no. I trust God. Yes, sir. And it's gonna stay like that. Yeah. I take pride in the what God got going. Slip don't artist with a mug toy on. I run with a king, so this prince got a charm. If they tell you any difference, it was just a false alarm. Show you why I've been and I'ma tell you where I'm going. And you probably ain't invited you. Hey buddy, how are you? Good man, how you been? Pretty good. So, um, good, what's going on tonight? What do you got for us? Oh, we got we got a pretty. G- did you hear that? I did. It was it a ghost? No, it was an earthquake. You're lying. I think I'm not sure though. I think I just hit my mic. It's one or the other. But uh, do you guys have earthquakes in Canada? Do we have earthquakes in Canada? What do you what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a legit question. I'm not sure if you do. You don't have tornadoes. You yeah, may not have earthquakes. We have no, tornadoes. You have wind gusts. Jenna just told me yesterday. <laughs> we have wind gusts. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's called wind storms. And that, we do have tornadoes, bro. No, that's very insulting to people who do have tornadoes. When you just have a little windstorm blow over Gosh. your swing set in the backyard, hey, and that then someone be... has an F5 tornado ripping through their town, that's an insult. <laughs> no, okay. I understand. But we do also have tornadoes. I'm not saying that the wind gusts, like you said, are tornadoes. But I'm saying we do also have tornadoes. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. You know the movie Tornado? Um, I know Twister. Is that what you mean? Oh, you guys probably have the Canadian version of oh, Twister. Come on. Bro. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you just clapped. Like Hello, spirit. Patreon. Yeah, I, I clapped really soft because I didn't want to spike up the audio. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't all want right. it to clip. All, all of a sudden, you care about the editing. <laughs> Oh, thanks, bro. That's so kind of you. I've um, never cared in the past. Oh, yeah, ever. Aaron can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Just do what you got to do. We'll take care of it. I have nothing um, to do with it. You no, know, you got everything to do with it. But, yo, Tornadoes. We have Tornadoes. There's a movie called Tornado. Maybe Twister. It's Twister. It's definitely <laughs> Yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking of something else. You're thinking of, like, the indie version of... Yeah, it's like it's kind anyway. of like Sharknado. You're probably thinking uh, of Sharknado. That's the one. No. <laughs> so Twister or Tornado. One. Of, I, now that I say Tornado, it sounds really stupid as a movie title. Title. Um. So I think it was Twister, but we have a drive-in here. Do you know what that is? Yeah, we have them. We just don't go to them. Oh, cool. Yeah, we don't either. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a 19 maybe 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s thing. Yeah, like a 19-something thing, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not a 2000 thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, now they just get robbed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was an Ooh. inside joke. That happens to you guys, too. <laughs> I don't know if they necessarily get robbed, but they're pretty run down. Yeah, this one like, one just got robbed like a couple months ago. Yeah, I wouldn't take my family to one. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> whatever. Of course you do. Dad of the year right here. <laughs> His family in danger. Listen, all right, we got Jesus. <laughs> that's all you need. That's right. Sometimes, bro, I don't care if a tornado touches down. We got Jesus. Yeah. We don't need wisdom. We've got Jesus. <laughs> if it ain't my time, it ain't my time. Um, no, but well, that movie, I'm trying to get this thing out. Just let me say it, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm just going to sit back. 
All right, yeah, slide a bit further back. Um, at this tour, we were watching. No, I wasn't there. This happened way too late before I was born. Okay. Um, but twist and a tornado hit the screen while it was playing. That sounds like the movie. Yeah. So cool. Is that, the right? mo- is that the movie or is that? It happened in the movie and in St. Catharines, which is like oh. 30 minutes from me. Okay. Gotcha. Weird, huh? That is weird. So it's kind of like, um, it was like a prophecy of what was like, going to happen in St. Catharines. It was like the best 3D movie anyone had ever seen. Whoa! <laughs> Honey, I can look. feel it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a sight yeah. and sound theater. Well, thanks for telling me that. That was that was nice of you to fill me in on what happened in St. Catharines. Yeah, that was just a little side, whatever. So before we get into this episode of the podcast, make sure you guys, what is it? Is it subscribed? Make sure you're subscribed to our Patreon account. I don't know since we haven't made it yet. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's I think it's subscribe. I think it's subscribe. Oh, yeah, this subscribe. is coming up. This part is after you've already made it. Okay. Right. Right. But as of right now, when we're filming, we haven't made it. No, but you can't say that because it's already made tonight. So when this comes out, it will be made. So you talk as if it's made, bro. Let's go right back to your unboxing video. Hey guys, just got this box in. Yeah, I taped it. Just gonna be. Totally honest with you, I already opened it and tore through all the merch. <laughs> well, yeah, what kind of packages come with duct tape on them? <laughs> I know, I saw that. I'm like, this dude really used duct tape. <laughs> yeah, the Bible says not to judge, okay? And I yeah. feel like a lot of judgment coming from uh, your side. It also says not to lie. It also That's why I didn't. Yeah, that that's exactly why I didn't. Did. That's why I didn't. We I have no honest. idea as of right now. <laughs> Oh, man. When's this episode going to start? All right. Let me just do something really quick. Here we go again. You're doing (laughs) something. I was in the middle of doing something. (laughs) Decided to chime in and do something else. (laughs) Kingdom Ware dropped. (laughs) That's all I got to (laughs) say. Well, I was leading to that, my man. All right. Oh, my bad. You go ahead and say it. Will you just say it? (laughs) (laughs) Number one. First thing on the docket is we got to talk about our Patreon account, okay? So if you're not already part of the Patreon account, if you're not already one of our Patreons, boom, that's what we'll call it from now on. That's what so if you're called. not already one of our Patreons, you can become one easily. As a matter of fact, we've been talking for 23 minutes, and you guys only have two minutes of that. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like that, if you'd also like some discounts on Kingdom Wear Apparel, we can do that now because that's another announcement. The official sponsor of this podcast is Kingdomware. Head over to www.kingdomware.shop. Pick up your merch. Like this sweater you see here. Beautiful. Beautiful. Go ahead and show them the back, Aaron. Show them the back. Woo! That's pretty. We're very happy to, to announce that we got our first sponsor. It's Kingdomware Apparel. So make sure you head over, check them out. Go over to their Facebook page. Give them a like. Go give them a great review yeah, if you've yeah. bought something. Because like we said, you can't lie about things. <clears throat> That's right. But make an order, too. Place an order so you can give an honest review. Yeah. Stuff uh, stuff will go out of stock. And you want to make sure you get this first line that dropped, um, Crown of Righteousness. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, that's that. That's out of the way. Cool. And uh, so let's just let's just roll into the episode then. What do we got for a topic tonight, Aaron? What's on your heart? So, oh, that's a 
good play on words. We're going to be talking about the heart of worship. I've called you Aaron twice. Twice. In, in one minute. Yeah, I'm trying to let it flow. I'm trying to not make it weird. Yeah. You're all right, go ahead. About that. You said heart of worship. Yeah, the heart of worship. The heart of worship. What is worship? We're going to be talking a little bit about that. Going to be looking at some Bible verses that talk about worship, how we can worship, why yeah. we should worship. Mm-hmm. All them good mm-hmm. things. I'm excited about this episode because between the both of us, you're the you're a worship leader. Mm. So you are someone who facilitates someone into the worship experience. And so tonight I'm excited, or today, whenever you're watching this, I'm just excited for you to go through what worship is. Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what worship is in the church. And so yeah. coming from a worship leader, it's going to be a really good perspective. And maybe you can just help lead us and shepherd us into what real authentic worship looks like. Cool, man. Yeah. yeah. I think that worship has been taken and it's been created into something that it, it really was never meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far too often, like if, anybody, if you ask them, uh, like, what is worship? A lot of times it, it always comes back to like worship, worship music. Like worship is when you're singing songs to God. Now that's that's true to a degree. It is a it is a form of worship, but it's not the only form of worship. And actually, singing to God could not be worship as well. Hmm. Okay, you that's what I mean. Uh, so I think you should tell us what you mean because I I think that some people that'll just go right over their head. Worship is not music. Worship is the posture of your heart. Worship is the state of your heart. Um, so I'm like I said, I'm going to jump into a couple Bible verses here that I pulled out that just talk about different ways that people worshipped or that they were called to worship. The first one I'm going to start with here is actually in First Chronicles um, 16, verse 29. So what I did here to be uber prepared, I gave my, uh, you're not even looking, man. Whatever, you guys anyways. So I got all my six bookmarks. Oh my so gosh. Ready to go. That's what I'm talking I wanna, about. I don't want to wait. Make you guys wait. You know. What and I mean? you're reading out of out of the paper Bible. Yeah, the paper one. The the real physical one. I'm just on my Mac here. The best one. I enjoy Chronicles. physical Bibles. I do too. They're my favorite. I've uh I've got mine here, but I just didn't want to flip through a bunch of pages. Word. That's why I didn't either. Bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's First Chronicles 16 verse 29. So just before I get into it, um. One way of worshiping God is with our offerings. So thankfully, we don't have to, well, it's not a custom. It's not a social or a societal norm for us to murder animals and offer them up to God, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but oh, man, wouldn't that be crazy? Whether that'd be that'd be wild. Yeah. I know. I know Peter would have a heyday with that. Um, no, it's for God. No, no, sir. <laughs> Um, but no, it's like understanding that offering can be monetary offerings. So offerings of your finances, um, it could be offering of your time. But again, if you're, if it's coming from a place of insincerity, if it's not coming from like a genuine want to give, then it's not, it's not worship. It's not, it's just you doing your own thing, your own agenda. It's almost done in vain. Exactly. 
Yeah. So like to give to the church, if you're giving to the church because you understand that, like for like, if you're giving 10%, you're giving that to God and understanding that nothing is yours. Like you and I have already talked about tithes before. And that's like, if you understand that nothing, then 10%, giving 10% out of the sincerity of your heart and thanking God for everything that you have that isn't even yours to begin with, mm-hmm. that's that's where your heart needs to be. Yeah. And like I told you, our, our church would even, like they'll say, if you don't feel comfortable giving, don't, because that's not where it needs to come from, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's and so, so First Chronicles 16, verse 29 says... Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in splendor of his holiness. So it, it literally says that, so it says like bring bring the offering to God and worship him. So it's like they're they're letting you know that that is a form of worship. But again, it's it can't be it can't be done in the sense of like hmm. trying to elevate yourself and be better than somebody but that it's it's coming from a sincere place of God is just so holy and so worthy of of being praised and this is a way that we can do it you know yeah yeah it almost seems like too and i think that we'll learn this as we go tonight that worship is actually us giving something to God it's offering something to God it's not just singing a song or standing up in church while they play some music but it's actually us physically or spiritually giving something to God yeah. um, because of we worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So because he's holy, we give a part of ourselves to him. That's what exactly. it looks like. Yeah. 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 And that, I think that's really what it comes down to. And then because it, it doesn't matter what you're giving to him, whether it's an, a burnt offering whether it's a financial offering, mm-hmm. whether it's a song that you're singing, whether it's a song, in, it all depends on the posture of your, you know what I mean? So I think worship can easily be, be described as the state of your heart, the posture of your heart. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's good. For sure. <clears throat> so then obviously there's like Second Chronicles 29, verse 28. Um, that one basically just talks about how you can, how you can worship God with your, with musical instruments. So that, again, is something that the instrument isn't anything special. It's what you're doing with it and where that's coming from. So if you're doing it because you're really good at playing guitar, it's like, oh, okay, that's sweet. (laughs) But if you're doing it out of thankfulness for the gifts that God gave you to be able to play that instrument and using it to bring a joyous sound to them, you know what I mean? Then that's, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where, again... It's about the posture. So we're taking what you know? he gave us and we're offering it back to him. Yeah. 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 But not in like a, ooh, look how good I am, God. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like a, you are so great mm. and I thank you for everything that you've given me. And so I want to keep giving back to you. I can't, I can't physically give you anything. There's nothing I could give you that's worthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> then there's a, then there's another one, Psalm 100, verse 2. Um, and then like every single other psalm. Um, <laughs> but it talks about like with our song. So I'm going to read that one. Cool. Just one and two, sorry. So it yeah. says, um, shout, for the joy, uh, shout, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with a joyful song. And so again, it's like, 
it, it always just comes back to the posture of your heart, you know? So yeah, I feel like any type of elaboration, all these verses just point directly back to the same thing, you know, mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. understanding that, that worship isn't just music, even like, um, Matt Redman, I think yeah, the song, um, the heart of worship, like it talks about like you, you look much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's not about a fancy song. It's not about a good hook. It's not like those things are awesome because they facilitate and they bring you into the presence of God. But if the person's doing it only because they think of themselves so highly, then God's yeah. like, does, does God even want it? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Well, and the, the course of that song is I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. Yeah. So once we come to a place where we understand that everything in life is about him and nothing's about us, mm -hmm. like that, that's the biggest thing. Um, that was probably the biggest mind shift I had in my Christian walk is I actually heard Matt Chandler preach this killer message. If anybody wants to check it out, it was a code orange revival at Stephen Furtick's church. And um, he preached a message where basically he says, it's not about you. Um, like David and Goliath, you're not David. Um, you're the Israelites scared, you know, um, of the giant. Um, so basically he's saying the, the Bible has nothing. It's not about you. You're not the center of the universe. Everything doesn't revolve around you. Everything revolves around God. He is the hero in every story. And mm -hmm. so when we worship from that point where, I'm, you know, I'm not the most important thing in the room. I'm not the most important thing walking on the planet. God is everything. He deserves yeah. everything. And so I'm coming back to a, a, the heart of worship where everything is about him and nothing's about me. You know, so that, that's a really powerful song. It's an older song and it's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually, there's a, a book that I'm reading. It's called The Reset by Jeremy Riddle. Mm -hmm. And I have a few excerpts here. I'm going to read Go for towards the end. That. But so I'm just going to, I'm just going to quickly hop through these last three verses because I feel like there's no elaboration that really goes on with it. It's just mm -hmm. like, here's the verse heart needs to be there. Here's the verse yeah. heart needs to be there. You know, it's all um, a heart check. <clears throat> yeah. I have two, two before the final one. So three in total Okay. Yeah. Um, by Hebrews 12 verse 28. So it. it says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Mm. And so that, that is describing worshiping God with reverence and awe. Again, describing the state that your heart needs to be in. Yeah. And how can you not with language <laughs> like that? I mean, I'm going to read it one more time. Yeah, read it again. That language is powerful. It really is. So, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. And that's so, it like, let us be thankful. And thankfulness, like, that's that's a state of the heart. So let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. So it's like out of thankfulness, like that's the state of your heart <clears throat> is exactly what we were talking about. I'm nothing. 
I'm not good enough. I'm ne- I'll never be good enough. But all I want to do is give you everything I have because even what I have is not good enough. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, man, that, that's it. That one was, that's a powerful one for me. Yeah. That language is strong. Romans 12 verse one talks about worshiping God with our lives. Okay. Um, and it says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Mm. So it's not like write a really catchy hook and a song that blows up on YouTube. And that is true worship to God. But again, there's (laughs) nothing wrong with having a song blow up. Not at all. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's the state of your heart. And so the final one that I'm going to go over here is found in John 4. Okay. Chapter, uh, chapter four, verse 23 and 24. So yeah, 19. So this is the woman speaking to Jesus. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on the mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. This part here, this is 23. Mm-hmm. Yet a time is coming, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. And so I feel like that, like we were talking about, I feel like that it ties back to like a, like we want to, we want to please God with. And so if we're, if we're doing it from the wrong motives, then we're not doing it in spirit and we're not doing it in truth because worship is a worship is, is an offering to God. And it's something that we're supposed to be doing out of our hearts and out of, out of having positioned our hearts in a proper place. Mm-hmm. But if we're not, if we're not doing that, then it's not coming. It's not coming from truth, you know, and it's not, it's not the type of worship that God wants. And so it's, it's like, it's a scary thing because people, people will oftentimes fall into these traps without even knowing it, just living a a day-to-day life, going through like routines and trying to get promotions and things like that. Like Mm -hmm. whether that's within the church or whether that's in a group, like whatever it is, but it's like so many times people will fall into those traps thinking that they're still pleasing to God. And it's like, until they're, until they're told, until they're woken up, they'll never know. You yeah, know? right. And uh, just before you say what you're going to say there, I'm just going to hop into the... You knew, um, you knew <laughs> I had something to say. I'm starting to move my mouth around. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to read this for you. It's okay. a little bit longer, so bear with me here. Is this the uh, Jeremy Riddle? Yeah. Okay. This is uh, an excerpt from, from Jeremy Riddle's book, the reset i'll link it below um in the description for you guys to check out but 
with that being said, sometimes people just don't know. And this is what he says. So he says, I feel an ever, an ever growing burden and ache inside of me for this younger generation. When, when we're young, we first learn the danger of something from the emotional response of our parents or elders and that sharp warning tone in their voice. Many of you have watched this play out. You at a you're at a gathering where your families are milling around and conversation is bubbling all around. Then a child in complete innocence and curiosity, that part right there, complete innocence and curiosity, reaches towards a hot flame. All of a sudden, his parents' voice cracked like a whip over the noise. No, don't touch. The child immediately freezes in startled shock. Wide-eyed fear overcomes his expression, and he may even burst into tears at the severity of the rebuke. Mm. The child may not fully understand his parents' intensity, but he will never look at fire the same way again. He's forever imprinted by the level of his parents' emotional response. He goes on to say, I know some of you may not understand my intensity at times in the following chapters, but I feel I must, I must let it stand and imprint how it will. I would rather risk being misunderstood than remain silent as a ministry I so dearly love continues to be led down a destructive path. Wow. That's really good. <laughs> when I read it, it was just so, so real. Like sometimes things have to be said. Sometimes feathers have to be ruffled a little bit in order for, for that, that understanding to take place. Cause like it, like it said, it, it's, it's out of pure, like complete innocence and curiosity. Somebody's doing something innocent enough, thinking they're still being led by the spirit and, and still doing what God's calling them to do without realizing that the posture of their heart has changed, you know? Wow. Yeah. So are you rebuking me? Who are you rebuking? You. <laughs> no, that's no. so, that's really good. To me, it, it's not, it's not so much about individualizing it. It's not so much about saying this person's doing something wrong or this person's doing something wrong, but it's about understanding that it's so easy for someone's, for a ministry to fall into this position. It's so easy for, for people within within a ministry to be blinded by what they're doing and it could be taken as harsh but so can a broken bone that has to be re rebroke you know what i mean that's good I, uh earlier when we were talking um earlier in the day when we were talking about the subject tonight um i got to thinking a little bit about um and i i know that the emphasis on tonight is or the emphasis on this episode is to talk about how worship is um, the state of your heart, um, the state of your being and how you operate in really submission to God. Like, you know, what true worship comes from the heart, the, po the heart posture. Um, but I want to, I want to ask you a few questions, um, being a worship leader, um, uh, because obviously the type of worship you lead isn't for somebody in their home. It's not for somebody in their job. It's somebody when they come in the church doors, um, they get to worship um, the Father with music, uh, and and you lead in that. And so I want your opinion, um, because growing up in the church, we're we're '90s babies. So you were born in '91, right? Yeah. And I was born in '92. Um, we were talking a little bit about this today. How even like hymns, like we didn't grow up on hymns. Um, and may, maybe I don't know if you ever went to a church that sang hymns, but 
I've always gone to a church that was, um, it's all, you know, the best music. It's all like Hillsong. You know what I mean? Yeah, Beth, yeah. Elevation worship. Um, so we're singing those songs and the songs are so good. Like if you listen to the actual songs by the actual artist and we have a great band at our church, we have an awesome worship band. Um, but it's crazy how these, these, these artists and these musicians, it's like, there's no way they can top it. And then they just come out with something even better and better mm -hmm. and better. Yeah. And it's so, it's so powerful because the music and the vocals are so good. But we were talking about today, how, um, the authenticity of like hymns, um, is sometimes lost in today, um, where we're trying to just create, um, just great music. Um, and the vocals are really good. And we, and sometimes we forget about the content of the worship itself, um, and so a lot of the hymns were derived from, you know, Psalms and actual verses within the Bible, instead of just singing songs, they were actually singing the word and there was yeah. like purity in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I know that there's like controversy over different songs that have come out over the last few years and we're not going to get into that, but mm -hmm. as a, as a worship leader, what do you try and do, um, for your church, for the church that you're part of in facilitating the worship experience? Um, are you trying to um, just sound awesome and get a great group of songs together? Or is there deeper meaning and passion behind each song that you choose? And what's that time of worship like with the church? Um, what are you really trying to accomplish as a worship leader? I just want to look cool, man. <laughs> say, say that one more time. Oh, you froze. I was like, why is he just staring at me? <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> I said, I just want, I just want to look cool. Oh well, you do, especially wearing that stuff. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, that's that's literally like. It's funny because uh, sometimes people. Who are you nodding at, bro? That was that. That was my wife. She was like, Hi, are Susan. You five? <laughs> she can't hear me. Nah, she's upstairs now. Whatever. I didn't want to say hi anyways. All right, start over. <clears throat> but no, so... I um, want to look cool. Yeah, I want to look fly. No, I don't. For me, it's always been just having such a, such a pure connection with the Holy Spirit. And like, so I recently became a worship leader. I've been on the worship team for like a decade, a bit longer than that, um, playing guitar, playing drums, things like that. And so I've built a really good connection with the other, the other musicians, the other worship leaders. And I always, I always appreciated that, that they would, they would flow with where the spirit led them. Um, that was something that was really big. And it was always like, it didn't matter if we had practiced going from this song to this song to this song. If, if the spirit led us from song two back to song one, we were doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So when I first started, there's this thing, um, this program on a computer that basically you would have to operate the tr the click track. Uh, do you know what a click track is? I don't, but I just nod in my head because yeah. maybe some other people do, but I have no idea what a click track is. So a click track is a metronome. You know what a metronome is? No. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Isn't that the thing that goes ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding? Yeah. So there's a, there's a click track. It's the metronome. So that is basically what helps everybody keep, keep on beat. So sometimes we'll have like a track playing. That's mm -hmm. just like a, a synth sound or like an electric guitar. If we don't have an electric guitar, 
So we have to make sure we're all on time or else the electric guitar that isn't really there is doing its own thing and you're not where you have to be, you know? It's running wild. Yeah, so there's a program that I had to operate. So when I first got on, I was so focused on the program and my talkback mic and making sure we were transitioning right and all of this stuff that my mind was so filled up that I couldn't even try and wait for the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do. I wasn't even thinking like... There were so many things that I was thinking about and the Holy Spirit wasn't one of them. So you're yeah. worried about everything except for what God wanted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was so hard and it was so difficult. And like I had a good support team of support. Like at one point they passed it over to the drummer and he would be doing that stuff so that I could focus on on leading the congregation, you know? Yeah. And so they're like, don't worry, you'll get it, you'll get it. And it was something that like I knew eventually I'll get it, but it was like... I just don't want to go through this position. I don't want to go through this stage of not relying on God and just trying to do it all in my own strength, you know? Eventually, those other those other areas were delegated off to other people. But that's one, to answer your question, um, that's one thing that I, I always try to do when I'm when I'm building a worship list. I'll spend time just praying and and seeking God and just worshiping like singing songs or just maybe not even singing songs just playing my guitar and just waiting for God to put something on my heart and then when I feel that God is putting a certain song on my heart I'll transition to that song yeah um, so a lot of times it's led that way let me ask another quick question too so my yeah. my uh, the worship team at my church I feel like does a really good job seeking the spirit on what songs to use for worship um, and they do a really good job of just putting that out there, of uh, of presenting the songs in a way of just true, pure worship. What I'm what I'm curious about is how do you get a group of believers where not everyone's motivated, sadly, to enter into a time of worship? How I mean, do you, do you just trust God on that? That you chose songs that the Spirit's leading you in, and then you're you're sensitive to the Spirit as you're singing them. Or how can you, how do you get a room full of believers who some of them aren't really engaged? How do you help facilitate that worship experience? Yeah, see, that's cool. Uh, that's a good question. Um, so just when I started leading worship, um, it wasn't very long after that the whole COVID thing hit. Yeah. So I've been pre-recording stuff. So I have like in regards to the congregation for, for quite some time, it hasn't been, that's not really a thing. I'm just playing and I'm believing that the songs that got put on my heart are going to speak to somebody. When, when the congregation was there, one thing I did appreciate is you can feel the presence in the room changing and even like not being a worship leader, like you, even when being a worship leader out, like in the congregation, you can feel when the presence of God is heavy in a room. You know what I mean? Oh, like you yeah. know that. Yeah. And so when you feel that as a worship leader, at no point is it like, oh, they're really liking what I'm doing. Woo! <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> like at no point is it like, yo, they're really digging how I hit that note. Like it's <laughs> it's never. It's always like, but in those moments, because you're being sensitive to the spirit in that moment. You can you can understand that, like, say you're going from verse one to the bridge to the chorus. If you're in the bridge and you feel the spirit moving, 
that's where you say, like you talk to your, your team and you're like, okay, we're going to do the bridge again. And you do that again. And then it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do the bridge one more time. And then we're going to hit the course really heavy. And then you go into the course full force. And it's like, normally you would do the bridge once and then go to the course. But now because there's been that buildup and the spirit is just so heavy in the room, when you hit that course, it's like walls are being torn down and chains are being broken. And it's like, yeah. And it's never like, again, it's never like, it's never like I did that. I tore those. No, it's like you can be, you can be proud in a sense of like, thank you God for using me in this way. Like, thank you for letting me facilitate your people. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's never like, yep, yep. I did that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's cool. That's that's what, that's what I would say in regards to, uh, in regards to the congregation. Like if, and in situations where you don't feel it or like people aren't feeling it, that has, that never happened to me. Not saying like, Oh, people always feel it, (laughs) but it's like, it's more like, I'm not, I'm not focused on what they're doing. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to see who's engaging with what or anything like that. Like my, my mind is fully focused before fully focused on what I had to do. But then it's like when those things were moved out of my way, it was like, you're just focused on God. You're focused on, on allowing the spirit to move and just like being sensitive to when he starts moving. So like what people are doing, it's like, I don't care what they're doing in the sense of like, I'm not watching them, you know? Yeah. So you being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit moves. That's what really fa- facilitates the the worship experience in the room to be elevated to a new level. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, got another question for you. Shoot. Shoot from and- the head. <laughs> Great song. Link that as well. <laughs> yeah um so how would you and this might be this might be an ending question so if you want to dodge this because you've got other things to say do that but i i do have a question moving forward from this episode those who watch this episode how can we move from here into a heart of worship where it's not just about singing on a Sunday morning. It's not just about turning on worship music, but how can we leave this episode and move into a heart or a state of worship in all things that we do in life? Do you have a good answer for that? That's a, that's a great question. And I can't say that I would have the answer, but I do have a answer. Um, okay. It would be, it would be, it would, hold on. An answer. Don't even try it, bro. Don't even try it. Don't even get out of here. An answer. I started I just first. like, Itching. I said it first. Said that. <laughs> okay. I have a answer. <laughs> it just sounds so weird. Yeah, I'm cutting all this part out. All um, right. Yeah, that was that was mean. I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive as much as I've been forgiven. Um, Seven, what, what, what was your silly question again? Oh yeah, how can we change? How can we? Yeah, how can we move from listening to this episode and 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 change and to where we can leave this episode and say and for us you and i and the listener how do we move into a place where our heart is in a state of worship and it's not just on a sunday morning singing songs or just turning on worship music in the car or around the house but it's in everything that we do how do we remain in a state of worship 
I think it, it really comes back down to reverence and having an intimacy with God and having that fear of God and having like literally just knowing that you're nothing and you could never give anything that's worthy to receive the gift that's been given to you, you know, and it's just not listening to a song because you like it, but being led to do things that you feel the Holy Spirit calling you to do mm-hmm. versus, oh, I just like this tune. It's it's just a good jam. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just about, and like, you can't, you can't do that without building intimacy, without, without knowing God, you can't ever know what he's calling you to do. You know, so I think it right. really does boil back down to a point of posturing your heart, positioning your heart in a in a place that that when God speaks to you or when God, like the Holy Spirit starts moving, you know where he's going and why he's going there and where he wants you to go from there. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that answers your question, but I think it's just like just like we we're messing up, man. Sometimes we mess up. And then sometimes we just got to be like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Let, let's bridge the gap. Let's try and get back to it, you know? Yeah. It, it makes me think, and, and just to add to your answer, it makes me think like it's so easy for us to be distracted by whatever we've got going in the day. I think, actually, I know the best prayer I pray is in the morning, first thing where I just say, Holy Spirit, make me more like Jesus today. Because the least that we can do to the Father who saved us is to give our whole life in worship to Him. Mm-hmm. Even though that's still not enough to repay what was done for us on the cross, that's still the least that we can do. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, also... You- the- it's also the most that we can do. You know what I mean? It's completely yeah. giving our life at the same time. It's the least we could do and the most that we can do. Yeah. Even though it's still not enough to repay what he's done for us. It's a huge oxymoron. Yeah. It's, it's literally true. like there's nothing we could do, but it's everything we could do. And it's everything yeah. to him, but it's nothing to him. Like, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. just understanding God's heart, I think. Understanding like what God expects of us. Um, and... It, it even comes down to a point of like, like, yes, God expects certain things of us, but we should be expecting certain things of ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we've been given such an amazing gift that it's like, how could we not hold ourselves to these standards, you know? And yeah. how could we not? It's easy. Like we fall into the day and age of just like going out. Like you said, you go about your daily lives and you go about, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this done or I got to write this song or I got to pick this song, but it's like, just seek God in every area and just allow him to move. And there, I said it to Jenna, like we were talking and I was like, if like, if you're, if you're asking God in every situation that his will would be done, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter what you're asking. Like, even if like, I think I mentioned it to you too. Like, even if you're saying like, Lord, what cereal should I eat? What oh, do you yeah. want me to eat for breakfast? And it's yeah. like, someone might look at you and be like, you're foolish. Like, you think God's really going to answer you and tell you what to eat? It's like, even if he doesn't, you're showing that you're you're devoting every single aspect of your life to him. Like, do I want to have another kid? I don't know. Does God want me to have another kid? 
You know right. what I mean? Do I, do I want to jump into this next endeavor? I don't know. Does God want me to jump into this next endeavor? <laughs> so it's right. like, even if, even if you're not going to have an immediate response to what you're asking, you're still showing the posture of your heart. So you're, you're worshiping God. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, first Corinthians 10 31 says exactly what you're saying. Um, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Boom. That was first Corinthians. What? First Corinthians 10 31. Every single detail of our life should be done all for the glory of God. All for the glory of God. Yeah. Amen. All right. So I think that's a good wrap up. Yeah. You have to, uh, I think you said something about you closing us out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll close us out in prayer. All right. Father, you're so good. Thank you for loving us. We love you so much. Lord, I pray that as we engage in these conversations, that not only would you change us, but you would also change the listener's heart. Father, I pray that um, as we learn um, about the state of worship, or the state of our heart in worship, Lord, that you begin to change things in our life, changing and shifting our focus toward you and taking the, the focus off of ourself so we can lay pride aside and just fully focus on how good you really are. You alone are good. Without you, we're nothing. Lord, I pray that um, as we just wrap up this episode, that us and the listener can move forward and really walk in a state of worship in all things. That it's no matter what they do, whether they're eating or drinking or or walking or riding their bike or or you know working their job or worshiping at church on a Sunday morning, every single detail of our life, I pray that we devote it to you and it's for your glory. Lord, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for loving us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man. That's it. All righty. Well, I appreciate you, man. I think tonight was really good. Um, worship, um, I think worship is your forte, you know, and so I was glad that we would have a perspective like yours um, because you've got one heck of a perspective, and I know a lot of people are going to grow and learn a lot from this episode. So thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. This will be the last time. <laughs> all right, guys. With all that being said, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Share yeah. the content so other people can get to watch it. And also, go uh, shop at Kingdom Wear before Crown of Righteousness is gone. It's only a matter of time. That's right. All right, all right yo. Thanks for the support. We love you guys. All right. Peace out. See ya. So there's the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, and be super blessed. And it's gonna stay like that. I take pride in the what God got going. Slip, don't artists wake them up to a yawn. I run with a king, so this prince got a charm. If they tell you any difference, it was just a plus.